You are now listening to the Black Girl Nerds Podcast. Five, six, seven, eight. Holla, boys and girls, it's the BGN. Coming from the Marvel world to the DC friends. All the way from Hollywood to the PCN. She defends everyone from sleazy men. Won't apologize for spitting Shonda Rhimes. The space that we make is never colonized. Talking games and movies that actors were. Better shake your booties for Black Girl Nerds. Welcome to the Black Girl Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, Angelica, and joining me as always is my co-host, Ryan. Hey, Ryan. Hello. Blessed day. Blessed day, blessed be the fruit. Today, we are going to break down episode seven of The Handmaid's Tale entitled No Man's Land. Um, This episode, there wasn't a lot of jumping around. We really stayed with June and Serena after they had their Thelma and Louise moment in the last episode. So what were your Uh initial thoughts for this episode? I, I, I gotta admit, like, if you know, you know, because I know everybody sees, like, di- different, like, promo images and stuff for these episodes. I saw, like, the first, even though I knew, like, from episode six, I saw, like, a promo image and I almost lost my mind because I was like, she better not be back in Gilead. Like, you know, as, like, a handmaid, like, some of the some of the images I saw uh, for June. But, you know, obviously, far from that, like, we'll break, uh, Angelica's gonna break it down for you guys. But, yeah, I, I like this one. This is another one up there. Um, I think this is one of those episodes for the books for the series because I feel like um, as Angelica has hinted too many a times, I'm sure the fans are probably picking on up on it as well. Like there is, you know, a friendship sort of speak between Serena and June. So we really get to see that play out with their like, like you said, there's no jumping. So we really get to kind of sink into like what these women think and how they interact with each other and what they really feel. So I enjoyed this episode. Yeah, I agree. Um, they, they, they really do have a lot of similarities they have a a kinship and I I think they hate but they also respect each other and we see that play out in this episode so let's just get right on into it so Serena is still holding June at gunpoint as they're driving off June of course is demanding to know where they're going if they're going to go back to Canada if they're going to go to Gilead and Serena appears to be having labor pains. And you kind of hinted at that in the last episode. You thought that she was having some issues when she got in the car. So she's 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 ready to go. Full baby mode. Um, So she's in so much pain. She ends up slamming to the back of June's uh, car seat or the back of June's seat. And June is just like, are you kidding me? And she's like, I'm sorry. And she's like, F this. And she takes off running like gun gun be damned she's getting out of there so june runs into the woods and she watches serena get into the front seat and start to drive off but she ends up of course because she's in the middle of labor runs into a ditch and june kind of takes pity on her walks out to the car and is like are you an effing labor and serena's just like yes unfortunately the car is stuck in the ditch it can't come out um there's no cell phone you know they're probably miles and miles away from anyone and Serena doesn't want to go to any hospital because she's for no for fear that she'll be found so June ends up leading her into a nearby barn saying maybe it will have a manger so that was a a nice little biblical joke there so I'll stop for that initial drive (laughs) 
Yeah, that was that was funny. I love that line. Like maybe it's a major. Like I love how they throw in like little parts of humor in between like all the turmoil and you know what they might be feeling. But yeah, Serena getting into this car with the gun. She's in labor. I'm like, Serena, what are you doing? Um, like you so obviously you know like the hostage situation is not gonna go for long because she can't how you gonna focus being in labor and you trying to like she waving a gun around like I think a couple shots went off at some points and June and June's like, What are you doing right now? So, uh, like, when she kind of takes off running. So, yeah, I, I thought this was so, it was just so funny. But at the same time, you're like, what in the world are they going to do? They're, like, out in the middle of nowhere. It's like, how is this going to go? Yeah, exactly. Um, so, I know you were upset because you were fearful that June was back in Gilead. Mm-hmm. But they were just flashbacks. Just flashbacks. Woo. Yeah. All right. You can breathe now. So, we flashback. <laughs> to June's time in Gilead. It was early in her service to Serena. Um, Serena arrives at the house of one of the wives and June is introduced as her new handmaid, Alfred. Um, We hear the sound of labor pains and they end up going into this room where we've kind of seen this before. Um, The handmaid is giving birth. The wife is sitting behind her imitating the labor. The wives are encouraging you know, the wife that's supposedly quote unquote in labor and then the handmaids are encouraging um, the handmaid who's in this case's name is of Clarence. Uh, I think the first time we saw this was when Janine was giving birth. Um, So, you know, this is one of the first ceremonies, birthing ceremonies that June has had to witness. So she joins in in helping uh, the handmaid of Clarence Aunt Lydia's there, you know, and we get to see Alma and Brianna, who tragically died last season after they tried to escape one of the guardians. They ended up getting hit by a train. And I was just like, no, Alma was my girl. But it was it was nice to see them back. So June encourages Serena to um, breathe. So we're back in the present. June's encouraging Serena to breathe through the labor pains. She wraps up Serena in a blanket because it's cold at this point. Um, And she kind of, you know, this is something moms do. She kind of starts to relate her own stories of labor. And she said she was in labor with Hannah for 14 hours. And Nicole was faster, but that time she was alone. And she tells Serena she thought about you know, at the time that she was giving birth to Nicole, if anything went wrong, they would be dead and, you know, no one would come looking for them. It would be as if they didn't exist. Um, and she just kind of at that point, I think being reminded of what she had to endure with Nicole, she separates herself from Serena and sits across from her at the barn and watches basically as she suffers from contraction after contraction. But she eventually takes pity on her and she helps her breathe through it. She then tries to check her pelvis to ensure that the cervix is opening up and Serena pushes her off, basically accusing her of wanting to harm her baby. So frustrated, June's like, you know what? You want to do this alone? Do it alone. And she walks away. Um, so, you know, your thoughts on that flashback to the earlier days in Gilead and kind of how she's now having to help Serena through her own labor. Yeah, so um, of Clarence, so we didn't actually get it. So that was Janine for us, the scene where we got to actually see like the wife, you know, which I always thought that was so awkward, like her going through the like pains, you know, birthing pains along with the handmaid who's actually in the pain uh, trying to do the delivery. 
Um, cause I, I was going to say like, I didn't, I couldn't remember like some of these flashbacks for this one. So I was like, well, maybe it was another handmaid we got introduced to like when they first showed us like how these scenes work or how the, the birthing experience works. Um, but yeah, I mean, I thought that was, it's, it's just so interesting. Again, this is another well done episode where they're like going to flash us back and they're taking us back to like Serena's and June's position, you know, except for, you know, like right after she gives birth, you know, somebody's like, you know, tech, well, they're in a barn. So technically nobody's going to snatch the baby, you know, like right off as opposed to like a handmaid's fate when they know what, what, after they give birth. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, that just, I love like seeing it go back and forth, um, between the two ladies. I like how June is like struggling. Like they're both struggling with like, do I keep up my same energy going forward towards the other person or do I help? So it, it was, it was very like back and forth in this, in this beginning moment. And you're like, mm, is one person going to be terrible? Is the other person going to be terrible? Like, who's like, you know, what are they going to do? So yeah, this is, this is interesting. Yeah, it was interesting. And like I said, it was nice to see Alma and Brianna back on our screens. Oh, yeah. Shout out. Yep. That was horrible. That was so horrible. That train. Oh, my God. I was so mad. They could have made it and they just got yeah like that was oh my god and like for the only to be june and janine like oh my like that scene was so oh i just like that took me back it was so bad it was so bad because i was just thinking like like you said they were so close and you just hear like you see the jump and then the train just comes zooming i was like oh my god just to think like all the people that's june like the bodies that follow june (laughs) is just like like we were talking about like we were talking about last episode the stuff that she has been through like jesus like it's it's insane it's insane yeah i i won't blame those bodies on june you know they were all trying to get out um (laughs) yeah yeah um, i i do like yeah i kind of felt like she would have been like they were kind of, you know, they were trying to get out after me and then they were handcuffed. I don't know. The whole situation was bad, but yeah, no, you know, no, no fault of June's, but it's just like the stuff that she's been through is insane. Yeah, exactly. Um, so she ends up frustrated. She walks to the car and she's like trying to find a way to get it out of the ditch. Um, and then she flashes back again to the birthing ceremony with of Clarence, who's having trouble with labor and she's bleeding pretty heavily. So Aunt Lydia instructs the handmaids to comfort her and recite the prayer of purification. The handmaids watch as of Clarence is sedated and she's placed onto a stretcher and then there's kind of like a privacy curtain placed between her and the handmaids, but they can still see the silhouette. Um, And the handmaids basically continue to pray as they watch the doctor start to cut open of Clarence and Aunt Lydia notices that June isn't praying. So she asks her to pray for the life of the child. So even though, you know, there is that privacy screen between them, she can see the baby being cut out of, of Clarence and then she can hear the baby crying. Um, and then in the present, she flashed, you know, she comes back to the present and she decides to take a mat from the car and then she takes a log from a nearby fence. She puts it underneath the car wheel and that way she gains traction and she's able to get out. So I was like, ah, ingenuity. Um, and at some point, I don't know if her head hit the windshield, if a bullet hit the windshield, but the windshield is um, basically broken and it's hard to see. So she pushes the glass through so she can have like a better view of the road. Like it was kind of reminding me of Ace Ventura, <laughs> how he can't see through his windshield. And she basically, you know, she's bleeding, but she's ready to go. And then you can tell that her conscious gets the best of her. And she stops and decides to head back to Serena, 
who's struggling in this barn. And of course, Serena's so happy to see her back. She's like, she's you're back. So um, I'll stop there for your thoughts on that. You know, the rest of that flashback and June figuring out the car situation and ultimately deciding to stay behind with Serena. Yeah, that that flashback was painful. Like it just reminds you again, like why we cannot stand that they have handmaids and Gilead. Like you know, just a lot of their the way their society built is just it's just horrible um, for women. And so, but yeah, just to be able, just to seeing that, you know, like I was having House of Dragon flashbacks too. Mm, yes. <laughs> where it's like the, the birthday like never goes right. I'm like, oh, like I can't take this anymore. Like it's like the women, like the poor women. And like, I, I can't even match like Angelica. I know you're a mom. It's just like all of, all the like, all these shows now are just revealing like all the secrets. Like maybe you didn't know or you didn't know about like birthing, you know, if you didn't know how painful it is, how hard it is. Um, the sacrifice. So it, it, it's interesting that all these shows are kind of like lining up now with like, you know, the abortion rights and everything going on in the world now where you kind of get this real, you know, it's not, it's not being sugarcoated anymore. Like what women have to go through. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I've had a C-section. I've been cut open, but thankfully I did not have the experiences of, of Clarence and Queen Ama in a house of the dragon but yeah a lot to focus on the the perils of childbirth um yeah yeah so shout out to the moms out there because that stuff is not easy not at all um, <laughs> so we, but yeah uh so what else oh, oh go ahead go ahead no no go finish your thought no i couldn't i i, I should probably just stop there because i couldn't even remember <laughs> i got so wrapped up in like the upclarency that i was like what else did Angelica point out that I know I probably should pay attention? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The um, June trying to take off because she was like, yeah, I'm done. Right. But we all know June. She's going to be that like, you know, she's going to be that caregiver, right? We know in her heart she's not going to leave this, uh, you know, pregnant woman in a sense in pain, in labor, in a barn. Exactly. So we knew she was going to go back. Like, you know, it's going to take her a minute, but she's going to go back. And, you know, shout out, like you said, to the, you know, the ingenuity of like getting that car out. I was like, only June figures this out because I was like, are they ever going to get this car out? Like, how did they get out of here? So I, I like that she figured that out. So that's cool. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, June at this point is with Serena. She's helping her count down through the, her contraction pains. She tells Serena she can see the baby's crown. She can see the, the baby's hair. The baby has brown hair. You know, she tells Serena she's almost there. You know, breathe. And Serena's like, obviously, she's unmedicated, fully natural birth. Dealing with that, I mean, I had, before my Sikh section, a few early labor pains, and that was no joke. And I remember my daughter's dad had, like, a camera in my face recording me, and I'm like, oh, get that whoa. camera out of my face. And <laughs> <laughs> um, ended up having an emergency C-section. But, yeah, just the little taste I had of labor, I know yeah. that full contractions are no joke without meds. So. Ooh. Yeah. Shout out to Serena for pushing and getting that baby out. So after a few pushes, mm -hmm. the baby comes forth. June pulls the baby out. Um, and Serena's just crying with joy and relief. And even June's getting teary-eyed and she holds the baby and she smiles at Serena. They're kind of sharing this moment. And Serena asks immediately, is the baby okay? And she, June tells her he's perfect. She hands the baby back to Serena and they both celebrate the birth saying, you know, praise be. They both say it. Praise be. Praise be. Um, so then we go once again to a flashback of Clarence did not survive the procedure. She's dead. Aunt Lydia tells the girls she's done her duty and God has saved her 
and then giving her her final reward, you know, and also says praise be. So essentially, a handmaid is the vessel, you know, they're a means to an end. The most important thing about a handmaid is her being able to give children. So she dies in the process of having a child, you know, it doesn't mean anything to them, you know, they got what they wanted. Uh-huh. Um, so Aunt Lydia and the girls follow of Clarence's body out. Janine is there, and at, the, at that point, she's pregnant with her first child, Angela, um, and she walks out as well. And then as June passes, the wives gather to welcome the new baby. June and Serena exchange this look, almost like this is going to be us one day, <laughs> and they kind of nod towards each other. Um, so I'll stop there for, I guess, I mean, we, we kind of already talked about this, but you, we see of Clarence's past, and... She doesn't uh-huh. really mean much to the society. She's just a vessel. Your thoughts on that? Yeah, that that was sad. I mean, that's all I had for that one. That was just really sad to kind of see that. And like you said, just it's all about just giving birth to the baby. Like they don't care about these women, you know, emotionally, physically. It's just like, okay, you had a baby. You know, they were treated the best when they were pregnant. It was just like as long as you were like, you know, get that baby out. That's all they worried about. So, um, you know, and uh, Lydia claims now these days she's going to try to start caring a little bit more about their feelings yeah. and we'll see how that plays out and, and making sure she pays attention to that kind of stuff. But yeah, yeah, that, that scene was, that scene was just sad. And then like, he's, it's, it's, and it was interesting too, to just see June, like, you know, deliver um, the baby for Serena and like just that, that, that kind of moment where she kind of paused and was looking at the baby um, and I love, like, I like you pointed out too, the note, like the head, the head nods and everything they were exchanging. They kind of did that a couple times and it was interesting to kind of see them kind of, you know, look at each other and like, okay, like either it's going to be us or something is a little weird. Like you almost see like a smirk. I think at one point on June's face, I thought, um, you know, in some of these, like, you know, when they were doing like the birthing with the, with the wife behind them, mm-hmm. pretending like she's in labor. So I, I like the exchanges they kept showing, like them, uh, their eyes meeting each other, different parts during this flashback. And then as opposed to like now they're in a bar and having to support each other. So, yeah, yeah I, this 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 episode did a really good job of that. I like I like the way they threw in the flashbacks. Yeah, exactly. And I'm sorry if I was a handmaid and I had a wife behind me hooting and hollering. I would have headbutted her, okay? Like I was wondering, yeah. I was like, yeah, preach, because I thought that was the stupidest thing. Like I'm, not, I have, I'm not a mom, but I just thought that was the dumbest. I was like, lady, what are you doing? Because I'm like, you're not even pregnant. Like I don't know. It was just the weirdest thing to me. Yeah, so try to give them the same experience, but I'm the one in pain. I'm the one bleeding out here. Seriously. Not you. Go, go. Sit yeah. Down. I was like, she all sweating and everything. I'm like, girl, you cannot be serious. Like, she's just sweating and everything. Like, I was like, this is this is too much for me. Like, when I first saw that scene, I was like, they have lost it. They have completely lost it in Gilead. <laughs> yeah, they're a weird bunch. So, you know, we're back in the barn. Serena's holding her son, and she tells June she's naming him Noah, um, you know, the savior of humanity. Um, she tells Noah she waited for him for so long. She's wanted him so much. And June asked Serena if it was worth it. And she believes at that point, like, yeah, it's worth it. Um, so then, of course, they kind of do that whole mom bonding thing. June asks how he's latching. And Serena says, you know, his latch is strong and he's hungry. June tells her about, you know, how she had trouble breastfeeding Hannah due to a tongue tie. And for those of you that don't know, sometimes baby have, um, it's like if, if you lift your tongue, you know, you have like that thing attaching your tongue to the bottom of your mouth. 
while the mm. tongue tie is like closer up towards your teeth. So it restricts how your tongue can move around. So that usually have to have a surgery to kind of loosen up that <laughs> that connection so that the baby okay. can can breastfeed easier. Um, so because of that tongue tie, June would feed and feed Hannah and she would still be hungry and then she would get colds and June thought maybe it was her fault because she wasn't able to feed her properly. And then she realizes as Hannah gets older, she gets colds regardless. And as a mom myself, I deal with that all the time. My kid was just sick this past weekend. So it's like all these things you have to deal with, um, when you become a parent, and then, you know, Serena ends up asking June a pretty poignant question. She asked her, why didn't she kill her at the protest? You know, you killed Fred. Why did you spare me? And June confesses that she didn't want to, which I think from that, I think that she said that realizing it in that very moment that she didn't want to kill Serena. And even mm-hmm. Serena's surprised by that answer. Um, I think, like I said before, she's definitely hates Serena for how she's treated her. But as I said, they they have so many similarities. They have this kinship. They've worked together before in the past. So she kind of respects her. Um, so, yeah, it makes sense that she didn't want to kill her. And I don't know. I I think I, I don't know. who You know, the, the thing that drives me kind of crazy is the fact that even though Fred was a commander, um, he was actually kinder to June than Serena was. Serena was actually the abusive one in that household towards her. So it's interesting to me that she is still willing to spare Serena. But I guess she also, in a way, knows that Serena's also a victim of Gilead. Um, so maybe that's why she gives her a little bit more slack. Um, so I'll stop yeah. there for, for, for your thoughts on it. Yeah, I mean, I just think it's cool having like a cool mom be your co-host because you get all these little facts that you didn't know about uh, about like chill, like kid little babies and, <laughs> and childbirth and everything that you kind of add in. Uh, so that's dope. But yeah, I mean, um, yeah, I, I just don't know. Like I've always like equally couldn't stand Fred and Serena because I always felt like they were like the main catalyst, like why everything kind of started. I guess Fred in, in the sense when it first started, he was kind of naive to everything. Like he was kind of just going along with whatever Serena was saying. Um, to your point. Um, but yeah, I think she, I think, I guess eventually June was just like, okay, well, Serena's a woman in this society too. You know, she got her finger cut that time or chopped off or whatever they did that was she was trying to read a book that time. Mm-hmm. So maybe she started to see her as like, you know, women, like, you know, whatever side Martha's wives, wherever side you, you land on in Gilead, you need to team up. So maybe yeah. that's why she was like, let me just do that. But yeah, I mean, when you kind of add both of them up, it's like Fred, Fred did this and Serena did this and then Fred did this. And then, you know, you know, and you still kind of want in your mind, you're like, Serena, why were you trying to get back with this man? Um, you know, obviously she was pregnant, but it was just like a lot of this stuff didn't start, didn't make any sense, you know, before he died. You know, like just her mindset and how she was able to erase like all that kind of stuff that was going on between them. So, I mean, you know, I I see your point um, as like Serena is not all the way just like unscathed by anything. Like she's done some dirt. And so I think that's why that made that line like, um, you know, even more like pointed when she was like, I didn't want to. And it was just like, I don't know. At some points, I kind of felt like the nervous Serena to think that June is just is this way for no reason. I feel like sometimes I feel like Serena just thinks June is just this like demon incarnate. And it's like, do you know what she's been through in Gilead? You know, do you know what you guys actually did to some of these to these handmaids, to these women, you know, for them, for their mindset to be like this? 
So I think this, this scene was very telling of just like, you know, what Serena kind of thinks about herself, you know, how June viewed, like, I guess the level of eviliness, but I still like, I'm with, I'm with you, like in the back of my mind, I'm still like Serena, like, no, I can't like get that picture out of my head of like some of the stuff she's done in Gilead. Um, that just doesn't sit right with me. And they're like, you know, being like one of the, the four creators because, you know, wanting to have a kid, which now she has, but at the cost of what? So it's like, it's, it's a, it's a lot of, it's a lot of baggage there for Serena. So yeah, but you know, I guess, you know, at least she got spared by June. I guess, you know, they, they spared each other. So I guess yeah. it works out, but <laughs> it's a lot of, it's a lot of like just bad, just bad blood. I guess a bad past reaction for both these women. Yeah. A life for a life. Um, so Serena tells June she's imagined this moment so many times and she thought at this point Fred would be there. She says the baby looks like Fred. Um, and June says babies always look like their dad at first. It's evolutionary so the dad doesn't kill their baby. And of course, Serena being like a very devout whatever she is, I, don't, I wouldn't consider her a Christian. Um, obviously, she doesn't believe right. in evolution. So she's like, evolution? Okay. Um, and Serena asks June, what does she think Noah is going to be like? And June says, like, it depends on who's raising him, what he's taught, what he is told is his, what he's told he can take. And Serena says she wants him to have everything. And June tells her, like, that's what, you know, everybody wants for their kids. Um, so the baby goes to sleep. Serena goes to sleep. Uh, I, I think June just kind of keeps watch and she ends up waking up Serena later on. Um, and she tells her, like, everything's fine. Noah's perfect. Serena was actually afraid to go to sleep because she, you know, she was scared she was going to smother Noah. And June tells her, like, that's great, but we actually have to get out of here. We have to take you somewhere safe. We have to take you to a hospital. Of course, Serena doesn't want to go to a hospital because she fears she's going to be discovered by the Wheelers. And she ends up telling her, she tells June that the Wheelers have been trying to control her and they treat her like a handmaid. And June's like, ah, okay, like as great as that sounds, um, you know, we have no water, it's cold, you have a fever, you know, do you want to die slowly in front of your own kid? You know, you could die of sepsis. And Serena tells June to take Noah because she doesn't have a future anymore. She doesn't want to be with the Whalers. You know, she's she doesn't she doesn't really have a place in Gilead. She believes that God sent June to to her you know as a, as a, as a way to redeem her and not even redeem her but as a mm -hmm. way to look at over noah um she says you know june's a good mother luke will take good luke's a good dad he'll take good care of noah he'll teach noah how to be a better person a good man something that fred never was um and then she also says that she believes that june is a vengeful angel um she says angels that take righteous vengeance on their adversaries are still angels. And maybe that's June. And she begins to tell the story of, uh, I don't know if I'm saying this right, Jojebed, who, when she could no longer hide Moses, she made an ark of bulrushes and placed him inside. So she's comparing herself to Moses's mother. Um, she believes that, you know, she's the ark, she's the vessel. And she carried the baby and she held him. And maybe that's all she was meant for in this life. Maybe it's God will, God's will that Noah goes to June. So June's like, huh, God's will. 
a vessel. That's who you thought we were. She's referring to her and, and the other handmaids, you know, who, who we were, where we came from, what we wanted. None of that mattered to you, to any of you. And Serena says, she's sorry. And she's like, I don't care that you're sorry. You know, us, the handmaids, we mattered, you know, for that purpose, she's not going to save the baby or she's not going to take the baby. She's going to save the baby and she's going to save Serena because this isn't Gilead and June isn't Serena. Um, and Serena's like, I don't deserve to be saved. And June's like, it's not for you. It's for the baby. And she says like, Noah only knows you. He knows your voice. He knows your smell. He knows your touch. You know, you're his mother. He belongs with you. That's God's will. And she asks Serena, do you understand me? Which is kind of the thing that Serena would always say to June after she done smacked her up. And Serena is uh-huh. just like, yes. Uh, so I'll stop there for your thoughts on, I guess, Serena thinking she's a biblical figure. <laughs> right. Yeah. This moment so surprised me. I was not expecting her to say, listen, I need you to take my baby um, because there's no future because you just never see Serena like this this whole thing is like a complete you know 180 I feel of her character because I feel like before she would always have a plan she would always know where she's gonna go who she's gonna call you know just always devising that next plan and trying to work the puzzle pieces but you know in this state where she's in labor you know she's desperate she doesn't know you know like she's probably running a fever it's just it's just like a complete 180 of her whole character um, which I thought was so, um, so well done and, and so interesting. But, and, you know, like, like you said, just taking on like the, the, you know, the scriptures of the Bible and, you know, starting to get, you know, a little, I guess, preacher in a sense with it. And June, like coming back, you know, I love June's whole speech in this that you read, um, you know, about like this being, you know, her kid and we're not, I'm not going to treat you the way you did the handmaids. You know, she's not doing an eye for an eye here. And I and I, I appreciate that about June that she was like, we need to stop this. Like, I'm not getting ready to do what you did to us. You know, it's not right. You need to be here for this kid. You're all he knows. You know, the first thing you, the first thing your son has, has seen was you and smelled was you. So you need to be here. So you need to fight. Um, and so I, I just love that about June. Like, you know, always her fighter spirit, her hope. And I just thought this was so powerful because I think it finally showed, um, you know, finally shows Sharina who who June really is. You know, it kind of I feel like it backs her off a little bit because I feel like June was always like on her hit her hit list in some form, some form of fashion of like what she's oh June has done this to me and she's done that and she does that. But June is you know a de- June is a decent person at the core always. Like she's mm-hmm. always fighting for somebody. So I like how that was like right there in Serena's face. Like I'm getting ready to save you and your son. You need to take note of this. You know, you need to realize what this represents. So I thought that was such a powerful moment, you know, well done by these two. So, yeah, this was um, uh, I can't like I'm just I'm just so interested to see like how this continues to evolve their relationship because it's so different. If you think like season one, like insanely different. Mm-hmm. So it, it's it's like some powerful moments here. So I appreciated that. Yeah, she she's not going to treat Serena as some vessel for to bring forth a child like you're his mom. This ain't Gilead. Like, we're going to figure this out. Come on. Mm-hmm. So June takes Serena to the hospital to be seen. Um, as she's taken away, June tell her June tells her it's gonna be okay. And then she uses the phone at the reception desk and she calls home. I think Moira answers the phone. So we next see her visiting Serena in her hospital room. Obviously, Serena's pretty nervous. This is the first time that she's kind of dealt with, I guess, Western medicine in a hospital setting in quite some time. 
Um, and she's like, you know, Noah was taken to the NICU for observation. That's making her nervous. Um, apparently, Noah had trouble regulating his temperature. He might have jaundice, which is normal for a baby, you know, fresh out the womb, especially being born, you know, in the elements in a barn. Um, June assures her that it's mm-hmm. normal. And Serena says, like, the, this whole experience being at the hospital feels very impersonal and medical which I think is hilarious considering how they treated handmaids and how essentially the handmaids are nothing more than vessels, extensions of like the wa- the wives' wombs. And now she's like, oh, I feel, you know, I feel a way about <laughs> being putting it in a personal setting at a hospital. And then mm-hmm. she says like they gave her antibiotics for her fever and she doesn't appreciate that because she wants her body to be able to regulate on its own. Um, and they won't let her feed Noah until they're both hydrated and, you know, ugh, they're giving him formula. So, like, all the things that she was so against in Gilead, like, everything natural and organic, um, you know, she she's having to experience this at the hospital with her newborn. Um, and then Serena says, like, she wants to go home. And June tells her there is no home. You know, it's home is wherever you are. And Serena says, oh, no man's land. And June nods and she gets up to leave. And Serena says, thank you. And of course, June awkwardly says, you're welcome and starts to leave. Um, So I will stop there for your thoughts on Serena's, I guess, experience at the hospital. Yeah, this was this was definitely hilarious. Like all the little stuff that you said, like she ran away to Gilead and, you know, they're all about natural remedies and you know, not, you know, doing this the natural way, you know, letting a fever come down however it does. And it's like, no, sometimes when you're in certain situations, you know, you need that modern medicine. You need, right. um, you know, the certain texts in the, in the hospital, you know, you know, the baby needs to be taken away for a minute to get treated. Like all these different things that they think are so horrible in Gilead. Like sometimes you have no choice. Like, you know, depending on your situation, you need a lot of this stuff. So I thought that was so interesting. Her just kind of nitpicking every little thing. And it's like, it's going to be all right. You know, this is how they, you know, this is how they care for you in a hospital when you've been like you give birth, you gave birth in a barn. So it's like, you know, you're going to need some stuff that you, you know, didn't have before. So just sit back and chill. Basically, I like how June would just tell her, like, you just need to relax. Like, everything's going to be good. Right. Um, also, too. Go ahead. Go ahead, Angelica. I was going to say, if there was more modern medicine in Gilead, then maybe of Clarence would have survived that C-section. But yeah. Right. <laughs> seriously. On. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. Like they just, I'm telling you, these poor handmaids. That's all I got to say. But yeah, um, the no, the no man's land. I love how they're making that such a big thing in this se- in this season. Just showing that there's somewhere else, you know, in the middle between Canada, between Gilead, where people can, you know, obviously a lot of bad stuff goes down, too, because, you know, there's no rules, there's no laws there. But, you know, the fact that she can find this hospital out there, you know, where she can still kind of get treated for the things she needs. She doesn't have to worry about, you know, the wheelers necessarily. There could be other dangers, but, you know, at least she's not, you know, she's more away from like the claws of Gilead and she can kind of get treated where she needs to be treated. So I think that's interesting how they're bringing in like this kind of middle ground, almost kind of neutral ground for both areas where I didn't even know, like I wasn't even thinking that was a thing from past seasons where they could have like a little area, you know, besides getting to Canada where they were like, they were, you know, free in a sense, you know, that um, it's still dangerous, but at least there's like some like escape until you can get to Canada or wherever. Yeah. Well, I don't know if this hospital is on no man's land. I believe it's under the Canadian jurisdiction, but um, okay gotcha yeah, okay 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 but serena was 
more so comparing, I guess, their experience in no man's land to their current state of mind or where they are as far as home. Like, they, uh, they're you. displaced, okay. Okay. you know, they don't have a home. But, yeah, that would have been gotcha, nice gotcha. if there okay. was a um, neutral grounds for people to get treated. But I, I don't think mm-hmm. that's how it goes down. <laughs> um <laughs> And we see that in the next scene. So when June starts to leave the hospital, she's greeted by Luke. Um, you know, last we saw Luke, he got dropped off at the border because he was still, uh, he was like a, le- not a legal citizen, but he was a legal resident of Canada. So, you know, they did it. They had said it in the last episode. All they got to do is survive this one more time. They survived. Um, so Luke tells her that Tuolo has a USB that, if you remember from a few episodes ago, Jaden gave them with the intel. Oh, I hope Jaden's okay. I hope we see him later. I hope, I hope he's doing oh. all right after getting blown up. Um, but the USB has intel about Hannah and about the wives' schools that she's attending, and Tuolo's working on it, you know, whatever that means. Um, Luke asks if Serena hurt her, and June said no. And then June starts to, like rattle off things that are going off with the baby like she's an aunt like she's like oh you know no Serena had a baby and the baby might have jaundice and they're gonna put the little light over him and and then she like Luke is like what are you talking about and she tells him mm-hmm. you know what well, she'll talk she'll talk about it with him later so then we see some officials come in and they're looking for the Waterford's room and uh, June follows them to the room she sees that they're Canadian immigration and they're detained in Serena and they handcuff her to the bed. Serena then asks for a lawyer, um, but they tell her because she's undocumented, she has no immediate right to counsel. So June ends up learning that Luke called immigration on her. And, you know, the fact that she doesn't have any diplomatic immunity because she left the center and she left the wheelers. So, you know, Serena's at this point is asking, like, well, what's going to happen to my baby? And the Canadian officials tell her that there's no, you know, child care in the detention center. So Child Protective Services are going to look after Noah. So this is, you know, a, a mother. She just had a baby like that same day. And she's being told she's going to be separated from her son. So she starts screaming and flailing. She is handcuffed, so she can't go anywhere. And Luke obviously is kind of getting off on this and not getting off like sexually but just getting off on the fact that Serena finally is feeling some pain and he says like now she finally knows how it feels to be separated from your child like this is justice but you know you would think June would have the same reaction maybe let's say 12 hours ago but now that she's kind of gone through so much with Serena she helped bring her son into the world she knows what it's like to be a mother and to be separated from your child, she actually does not feel how Luke feels. She's kind of horrified, but, you know, she's not going to say that to her husband. So she's, she's just like, yeah, it's justice. Um, so that's that's where it ends. And I just thought that was really interesting. It's, as you'd mentioned, it's kind of a 180 on how June felt about Serena before she had before she had wished death on Serena's baby she'd hoped that it died in her mm-hmm. womb and here she is sympathizing because Serena is being taken away from her son so uh your final thoughts on on that and the episode yeah um yeah this is like I said um you know shout out to Yvonne Elizabeth they played the heck out of this episode seeing them like you know all the tears the emotions um the characters just completely flipping at points of how they viewed each other 
was just so interesting that they just kept this whole episode going. I love how they didn't dip out to, you know, too many different areas. We kind of just got to see them sit and, and have to deal with each other. And yeah, that, that last scene, I mean, that was just, I don't, I don't know if it's like poetic justice or whatever. It's just so weird the way the show is like, so you think you're going to get away with this, but you're not like, it's always like this little like hidden, you know, hidden, um, you know, horrible surprise behind a door, you know, she's sitting there, you know, happy, you know, thinking she has a future with her son, Canadian immigration comes in. Um, and you know, and I thought from the very beginning, from when she walked away from Twello, I was like, you're making a mistake. Do not go back to Gilead. They don't see you the way that you think they see you. They're just using you for this. And it's just sad how this all just slowly came back to haunt her. That that one decision that she made there, not, you know, not to be protected by them anymore. And um, and I kind of think I kind of think June, like even though she wasn't really saying anything, she's kind of sitting because like you said, she's not going to go against Luke. Luke has a point. You know, because this has been their whole thing about how do they get Serena, you know, the, the le I guess the legal way, because June will find, it'll be June where she just gets to get away with anything. But it's the legal way of like finally, you know, putting Serena, you know, as they would think where she belongs, getting her out of the picture. But June has just went through this experience with her. So it's just like, what's the right, like, what's the right decision here? Like, what's the right way to feel? And you just feel for June, just kind of looking through the window, like, mm, what do I, I don't, I can't really say anything right now. You see Serena, you know, a mom, just like you said, just gave birth. She's screaming. So I don't know. For me, I think June is not, I don't think this is fully done for June. You would think she's just going to, you would think like, I guess the smart plan, I guess, is just to walk away because this is like all the red tape and everything and you know, this would be a part of uh, like so a way that June could like close this chapter, but it's June. So I think something else is going to come after this where this is not completely done for her. Cause you can kind of tell the way her face is looking and it just, you know, like you said, she was going on about like the baby has this and the baby has looks like this. So I think she's now attached in this, um, you know, this, this new way, which is really bad. When that happens to June, when she gets those looks on her face, that's like, that's like part two, like chapter two to something. So I'm, I'm, I'm like anxious to see like what she's going to do next. You know, poor, you know, I guess this is the first time I just genuinely, I really did genuinely feel bad for Serena. Cause she did, you know, she was kind of finally coming around and they were like, mm, but you're still in handmaid's world though. Right. Like you're not keeping the sun. So yeah, she, I feel like that was hard. She's yeah, definitely getting the handmaid treatment. Um, you know, handmaids aren't given the the luxury of being with their own children uh -huh, they're uh -huh. immediately taken away and they're sent off to someone else so she's she's feeling everything that she's put june through um and and she's also one of the people responsible for formulating gilead behind the scenes and now right. she's kind of feeling some of that pain and i do feel bad for her i mean especially i'm a mom i can't imagine just giving birth to my baby and someone's like yep we're gonna lock you up and Someone else is going to take your kid. Um, mm -hmm. So I feel for her. I do agree with you. I don't think June's going to walk away from this. Um, like I said, she has a ton of respect for Serena. I think they've kind of see eye to eye now. They understand each other more. And she had a big part in her son's birth, right? <laughs> like she literally right, exactly. um, yeah, pulled literally. him out. Uh, so mm -hmm. I, maybe June is going to level with Luke and say like, look, this happened. I'm sure Luke is going to be like, are you crazy? And she's like, I can't, I can't, I can't let this go. You know, I have to help Serena get her son back. Um, <laughs> yeah. So we'll see. Um, and I'm interested to see 
considering next season will be the last season how this plays out um uh-huh. you know if june and serena end up teaming up to take down gilead and where how noah falls into this because noah isn't in the books um so it's, uh, it'll be interesting to see how he plays out um as he gets older you know because we know we get hannah and nicole's viewpoint in the testaments uh so yeah it's a lot going on a lot of things are changing in this episode and um yeah i'm, I'm really looking forward to breaking down next week so let us know your thoughts. Give us any feedback if you have it. Um, you can hit us up at Black Girl Nerds on all social media. And we will see you next week. Blessed be the fruit. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. The Black Girl Nerds podcast is produced by Jamie Brodnax and Ryan Bennett. The opening theme song to our show is written and performed by Samus. Various instrumentals are performed by Samus, Sky Blue, and Shubzilla. You can find episodes of the Black Girl Nerds podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play Music, Stitcher, and Spotify.